0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Brews and Belters podcast where we talk all things soccer while sipping on some of our favorite local brews. Um, tonight I'm sipping on a Lordy Lordy Hazy IPA by Company Brewing here in Milwaukee. Joining me as always is the notable Tobias Hinefeld. Toby, how you doing? What you sipping on?
1: I want to start out by just talking about how vulnerable, how defensive And how offended I am by everyone talking shit about Harry Kane right now. here we go.
0: Here we go. And
1: as if he is the reason why England is who they are, not Southgate or anyone else, but the reason why they are who they are is because of Harry Kane. And the fact that he's just scoring goals and not getting passed to and still scoring goals. Like that... That's upsetting to me. I you know what? I don't wanna talk about it too much right now. Let's let's We're we're
0: we're thirty seconds in and we've already got conspiracy Toby saying that England are not passing their captain the ball. Unbelievable. Oh
1: no, no, they're not. They're not. And we'll we'll get back on that cop. I'm pretty sure it was what, last week, two weeks ago that I said that it's gonna be good that when Raheem Sterling and Phil Foden are not passing him. Well it doesn't even matter. Phil Foden does not even play on the team anymore. Oh, my. So I swear to God, you bleach your hair blonde and you get benched by an English shark. You're out of you're out you know of if time. you're if you're a fucking uh, Xhaka or someone like that, like they worship you in those countries for having bleach blonde hair, <laughs> but evidently not in English. Switzerland's um,
0: neutral, man. They celebrate the bleach.
1: <laughs> sure they do. So I am drinking a Two Brothers from Chicago or suburbs of Chicago. I am drinking what's called an Amplifier IPA. It's six point seven. Uh, before even cracking one open, I was already buzzed at a three point ten. Let's go. Uh, th- excuse me, I didn't say three point ten. I meant three out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, it might be four out of ten after that. Usually <laughs> when I hit five and then when I hit six, I start cutting you off consecutively, <laughs> where I'm I'm gonna talk over you. So I apologize in advance.
0: Nope, I love I love a good Toby cutoff. I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. Love the two brothers. Uh, my dad's favorite brewery. So. Love that shout. Um, Tonight, what else would we be discussing? Euros, um, Italy versus Spain. Yesterday, England versus Denmark today. Italy versus England in the final. Is it coming home or is it coming to Rome? Um, Let's get into it. Uh, We'll start with Italy.
1: Hey, before we get into it... uh... No one can really watch us right now since they're only listening to us. Thank you to all of our listeners out there and following us on uh, Spotify and then also on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. But, uh, Keegan, you are – what are you wearing right now? Like, can you show me what that scarf is? So I took off – What are you wearing?
0: You know, I took off the – the blue blazer the armani blazer that the italian national team sent to me custom tailored but um i've got the italy scarf on right now with the italy bucket cap uh feeling really good about sunday um so yeah i'm 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 decked out got the liverpool flag the, behind me
1: ma- major blue on the scarf but the the cap that screams <laughs> that screams uh i would say western new york uh kind of jersey shore with the green white and red am i am i wrong or what
0: it's absolutely a uh a bucket cap that you would pick up like in the jersey shore now that i think of it walking down the boardwalk probably and some guys just like saying like like "Eh, spaghetti a meatball and people are like damn that dude's italian There's a, I I do Duolingo for Italian and when I first started out like years ago, it gives you like where you're at and percent of fluency Mm -hmm. and when I took a screenshot when I was like 1%, you're 1% fluent in Italian because I knew it'd be hilarious to like use as a meme anytime anyone talks about the Italian language, they just throw out like a random Italian food and they're like, oh yeah, spaghetti, meatball, like congratulations, you're 1% fluent in Italian. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, let's get into it. Italy versus Spain. Little grudge match here. There's history. Uh, Euro 2012 final, Spain absolutely shellacks. Italy 4-0. Spain's at the top of their game. Um, Italy are kind of lost in limbo after their 2006 World Cup success. Euro 2016, Italy beat Spain 2-0 in the round of 16 of the Euros. And then they meet again yesterday at Wembley. And this match did not disappoint. Um, I was visibly freaking out at work. Told my boss, hey, I'm going to stay an extra you know, 45 minutes. Just let me watch the second half and not do shit. Um, fortunately, she was good with it. So <laughs> Spain's best match of the tournament for me, easily. They were great on the ball. Typical of Spain to possess like that. But to do it against such a good Italy side was really great to watch. Uh, I, I thought Spain might be a little cagey, and I think they were a bit in the first half. You saw Italy kind of dominate as far as attacking goes. But, I mean, 71% possession, 908 passes with 88% pass accuracy. Really, really good by them. They're, you, you said it in the group chat. You said they're a Kareem Benzema away from being really, really good. Um, and that's it. Poor Alvaro Murata. Uh I mean, they're truly a strike, like a true, true pure striker, away from being phenomenal.
1: So, be- I'm sorry, Keegan, to cut you off, but before we keep going, like, Spain lost in a PK by Morata, losing after he scored the goal <laughs> to give them the equalizer, and like he is just snake bitten. Like I felt he so is- bad for him, and. I don't even know what to say more than that. Like, I just feel bad for Murata. Like, he deserves more than that. But it was Italy's. It was Italy's day the entire time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Even with the possession being so lopsided. Um, Scoreless through halftime. Federico Chiesa, 22-year-old. Pops is a legend. Thought about quitting the game at, like, 12, 13 years old. Ben's in a fucking worldie. Um and Italy, you know, you imagine that's Italy's game. Typically, they try and score early. Obviously, this came in the 60th, but you imagine they'll they'll be sure in the back. Um, eventually, Morata ends up tying it for Spain, as you mentioned, um, after they put on some pressure. He ties it up in the 80th. Good fast build up and a good ball from Danny Olmo, who's been really good for them uh, throughout the tournament, um, and a good finish from Morata. He slides it in. Pass Donnarumma with the left foot, just tucks it into the left corner, keeps it low. Um, and then moving on into extra time, Berardi scored a goal that was called back, which uh, came from a nice chip over the top from Chiellini. And I think that's part of what makes Italy so deadly. Benucci and Chiellini are constantly picking out passes from the back, sending them over the top. Obviously, they got Jorginho playing that deep line, classic Italian mid. Um, super good at chipping the ball into space, so... Uh, I I thought Chiro Mobley looked bad for the second game in a row. Uh, I think he's got to find his stride going into the final. Insigne and, and Chiesa and other players are kind of picking it up on the attacking end, but I think they're going to need him in the final, if not scoring goals, just holding up play and creating things. thought he forced a lot of stuff. Um, he seems like he's really trying to get back on the score sheet, and I think they need him to be a little bit more of a playmaker. But anyway... Extra time, goalless. They go into PKs. Italy and Spain both, both miss their first attempt. Italy's clean the rest of the way, and Donnarumma saves. Poor Murata's attempt. And then Giorgino finishes it off with his his classic hop before slotting it into the bottom right. Um, super dramatic semifinal and just a fucking awesome game. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts, So,
1: to? So, Gior- Giorgino... I wouldn't even call that a classic cop because I've seen him take a few PKs in the last like two or three seasons. That was a little bit different, in my opinion. Uh, that was one of the best PKs I've ever seen in my life. Like, wow, I it, say, that is a top three PK in Toby's eyes. Uh, never saw any of the other fancy ones before, like uh, two thousand. 12 or something. I don't, whatever you want to say uh, number-wise. It doesn't matter. That is one of the best PKs I've seen in forever. Like, he didn't just send the goalie the other way. He, like, tauntingly sent He sent him flying, yeah. And it... So, not only that. So, you have all this build-up. It's a great PK. It is the deciding PK. It is the deciding PK to go to the freaking finals of the Euros, which Italy has... I mean, people forget Italy didn't make the World Cup last time. Yeah, like, they are they are on the up and up. Like they are not even like most people won't even consider them I mean, they are a top 10, 15 team in my in my eyes. But after them losing and not going to the World Cup, like at that point you're not even a top twenty five team in my eyes. Like for not making that tournament and then for them to do this and Jorginho to have the big old Balls to do that like he did and then he did it and he was just like yeah not only that like everyone's talking about angola conte of france no i'm the reason why chelsea was who they are like oh my god he 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 showed out he showed out this entire tournament yeah like people we can put some shade on and we can put some uh we can put some uh, saving graces on them and Jorginho is definitely one of them. He there's there's a reason why players don't get subbed out and for him to play pretty much every minute of Italy like uh, Italy to be in the final and for them to not sub him out means that he is one of their best players. For I sure. will talk about the same thing with England later. Um, there's a reason why you get subbed off and you don't get subbed off. Like, if you get subbed off in the 60th or 70th minute, it's because they want to spark and you are who you are. But when you are just a solid lockdown defender, straight box-to-box player like Jorginho is, he is awesome. Like, I love him, and for him to have the balls to do what he did for Italy, uh, it's it's amazing. Um, Before to kind of go back i guess a little bit further uh, italy played belgium uh in my eyes that was probably uh one or two that was probably number one or number two best game of the entire tournament for them to make it to play spain they had to play belgium and oh my gosh that that game alone was awesome uh lakaku insignia they all had uh, first half so italy went up 2-0 and then uh Lukaku ended up uh, getting a PK. Um, Belgium's uh, Jeremy uh, Doka, that dude is awesome. Like, yeah, I don't know who. I don't even know who he plays for. I want to say he, somewhere in France. Right now, he plays for
0: he plays for Rennes in France. Nineteen year old. He's gonna have every major club in Europe trying to get his signature after that performance. Yes.
1: And not only just after that performance, but this entire tournament. Like he was awesome. He is stout. he's he looks small. But he is stout. Like he kind of reminds me of a uh, another Belgian pl- or of a Belgian player. He kind of reminds me of I uh, uh, I can't remember the name. He plays for Chelsea. He's always loaned out all the time. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, Michy Beshwai. Beshwai. Yeah, yeah, he kind of reminds me of him, like body type wise. But uh, yeah, so. He's going to be awesome. Uh, The thing that kind of broke my heart about this whole thing is that uh, one of the best players for Italy was Spinazzola. Yeah. And he tore his ACL during the game against Belgium where Kevin De Bojner came out and said that he had a tear in his own leg as well and kept playing uh, the game before he even had it. And so he kept playing. And, dude, that just shows, like... That just shows, like, how much... These players care about their countries, and this tournament alone, like that's why this tournament and the World Cup are the biggest games in the world. Yeah, There's a big difference between playing for a club that pays you and playing for your country that doesn't pay you, but you just want to be a part of it. And for Kevin De Bruyne, who, I mean, it's not arguably, he is a top two player in the world. You can maybe throw a Messi or Ronaldo. He's the best.
0: He's the best, Tope. Say it with your chest. He's right now. He's, he's the best in the world I have the overall.
1: Confidence, because uh, because not because of Ronaldo or Messi, but because I threw Harry Kane in that comment <laughs> right before you said that. Like I'm like, oh, Harry Kane's the best, and then I'm like, no, 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 I need to shut her away. Uh, but yeah, KDB is definitely one of the best, and for him to play with a tear in his knee, like it. It's ungodly. It's it's just crazy. Monster, take monster
0: mentality. Yeah, it's amazing. So,
1: so to loop it all back to uh, the Italy Spain game after after all of that, the first celebration that was is one of the dudes. I don't even know who it was. He was five foot four, so it had to have been a winger. Insignia, uh, Insignia uh, threw on the Spinazzola jersey backwards, and then everyone started chanting some OLA's. It was just awesome. I fucking love Italy. I hope they beat England. Like I also was hoping for England to get beat by Denmark today, uh, secretively inside myself. <laughs> I wanted Denmark to win. So I'm fucking I'm saying it right now, out loud, Italy over England. Let's go wow. uh two one.
0: Wow, that's a liquor talking. That's a liquor talking. I can't believe you would bet against Harry. Um yeah, I could see 2-1. I could see 2-1 either way, really. I think it's going to be... I think we're in for an amazing final. Um, hope it's not too cagey. Uh, Italy are are completely against tradition here. Very attacking side, pacey side. Um, obviously, Spinazzola being out, even though he's a left back, he brings a ton to their attack. So that's a huge loss. Uh, but I, I think it'll be interesting. Let's talk England versus Denmark. You can run us through that, Toby. Let's talk that before, before we get into the preview.
1: Before we get into that, uh, England, or excuse me, Italy, Chiellini, like, what do you think about his pre-PK <laughs> gesture? And Dude, he, like, legit was hugging, like, kissing, like, what do you think about that? Like, Every... if that was, uh, David Alba, Davey Alba, but if that was Sergio Ramos, do you think that shit would have happened?
0: Absolutely not. I've seen some tweets. Jordi Alba. Um... If it's Sergio Ramos, Sergio Ramos is, like, elbowing him or, like, stepping on his, stomping on his ankle, and somehow it doesn't get called. And, like, before play even begins, he's just doing it right out there at midfield in front of the referees, um, and he, the, it, he's just getting away with it. But Chiellini, man, every time the camera has panned to him throughout this entire tournament, he's had a smile on his face. He could be clearing a, a ball off the goal line and have a smile on his face and it's amazing. I mean he's 34 and he feels like he's 50 because he's been such a pivotal part of both Juve and Italy's defense for going on two decades. Um he's shy of two decades. But I mean he, he's playing like somebody who's got nothing to lose and he doesn't have anything to lose. He's one of the better defenders of all time. He's got a World Cup under his belt. He's got 10-plus shootettos, I mean, it it looks like he's just having fun. And to see a veteran out there with the, like, youth, like he brings a, a youthful joyfulness to the game every time Italy step on the pitch. And to see a guy who's 34 and has been through everything, to not, you know, he's still got that edge defensively, but he's having fun while having that edge. And it's a really beautiful balance to watch. Um, it, it, it's just so much fun. And then he got Benucci, who I don't think has ever smiled and is just razor sharp constantly complimenting him. And, and between the two, I mean, Benucci's 36 between the two of them, they're 70 years old and they're just, they seem undaunted by Lukaku, by anybody. They just seem so confident and they, they just know, I mean, position wise, they're in the right spot all the time. They read the game so well. Um, Lukaku, you know, was dribbling against it one point in the Belgium match. Was dribbling one on one versus Chiellini, and Chiellini. I mean, he's he's Lukaku's step over, step over, gets it on his left, and he ends up slotting one past Chiellini. But Chiellini's right in front of him the entire way, and Donnarumma makes a good save. But I mean, just to square up. One of the best strikers in the world right now. Just to square him up and stay with him stride for stride as he's going towards goal shows that Chiellini's still got so much in his step. Um, And just watching him do that, be that good with a smile on his face, just makes it so much better.
1: That's why Italy's going to beat England. Oh, man.
0: I'm a little nervous, but... I mean, honestly, I can't be mad no matter how it ends up to see either of these two countries bring it home is, is going to be special.
1: So Keegan, the only way that that would not happen is if probably Harry Kane was to go off in the finals. Um, Right now, Harry Kane has four goals. Everyone's shitting on Harry Kane. Oh, fuck Harry Kane. He's the reason why Christian Eriksson had a heart attack. No, that is, not the, that is not the reason. No, I seriously saw that on Twitter. Oh, like, dude, you
0: can't trust it. Twitter, Toby. You can't trust it. It's poison. Uh, no,
1: I, I try not to. I really try not to. So I love Christian Erickson. He's He's amazing. But Denmark is... They were like the fairy tale... I don't know how to even describe them. They were
0: awesome. Yeah. Cinderella story, yeah.
1: Denmark had so much going on for them, uh, and they they were literally one of the best offensive teams. Like, they averaged over two goals per game. Uh, they had more shots than most teams. Like, if you think, if get rid of Christian Eriksen altogether, and their forwards and their midfield are still very good. And then you put into the back that they have Southampton's Vestergaard, and then you put in uh, Chelsea's Christensen, and then yeah. you also have on the bench uh, the new, I'm hoping, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Fulham player. Uh, I forget the center back's name all of a sudden, Keane uh, Anderson, I want to say. Uh, but he is moving into that position. Um, they are a lethal team. Yeah. And. For Harry Kane to have, he had a goal. It was a PK that he missed. It was a shit PK. Don't get me wrong. Uh, It was a shit PK, but he followed it up, got it. So he got his fourth goal. Only Ronaldo and Patrick Schick of the Czech Republic have five goals. Romelu Lukaku, uh, Benzema, and Forsberg of Sweden have four goals. So right now, Harry Kane is one goal. Behind the leader for the Golden Boot, this tournament Golden Glove already looks like it's going to be uh, England's goalkeeper because he like didn't give him any goals till today. Um, but yeah, England Denmark, I don't even know how to describe it. It was it went into overtime, so an extra thirty minutes. Uh, that's when the PK was given by. Raheem Sterling going into the box. I don't know. Keegan, what do you think about that, PK? Do you think it should have been Raheem Sterling? Do you think he got the foul? Because he was going into the box, and he was maybe two feet from the touchline and cut it back into his left. And the defender, the trailing defender, which was not Vestergaard, I forget who it was, but he looked like he might have knocked his right leg. But it was in my opinion it was minuscule
0: yeah it was a tough call um it was tight and as you mentioned Denmark Cinderella story so it was tough to see them go down that way but i i think he got a little shove in the back and a little clip in the back so i mean i'm not i'm not mad about it um it wasn't a clear pk to me it wasn't an obvious one but that's part of the game um I mean, VAR didn't see anything clear and obvious to overturn it. So, um, Egan, they never will. They yeah, yeah, right. Up. They never yeah, will. will. Um, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't have too much beef with it. I think England are the better team, like you mentioned. Denmark have been phenomenal. Um, Dolberg is, so, has really shown up. Like he's a he's a young talent that we talked about in the group chat, similar to Odegaard of Norway and um, on loan to Arsenal last season, where. They've been kind of like these phenoms since they were like 15, 16. And you feel like they disappeared. Renato Sanchez is another one. You feel like they disappeared and now they're resurfacing. And you're like, oh, now they're they're hitting their stride. And then you're like, oh, shit, this guy's only 22. It makes sense that they're just now hitting their stride. So it's cool to see him have the success that he has. But, um, I mean, as far I stray from the point. As far as the PK – I it was a little bit harsh, but I don't have. I mean, it wasn't like a blinding error. It wasn't. It wasn't like ludicrous for for the call to be made. So I have I have no huge problem with
1: it. So to get into this game, England had to play Ukraine, and they beat them four to zero. It was a shellacking. Um, not much to talk about there, besides Harry Kane had two goals. Um, <laughs> that's always always needed. Uh, but to go back to what you were saying, Keegan, uh, so Raheem Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Dinosaur and Sterling, uh, that's what I'm calling him. Uh, the Jamaican born player uh, went to Liverpool from uh, 2011 to 2015, so he was definitely the Liverpool player before you guys gave up on him. Let him go to Man City and uh, not, not pass to Harry Kane in, uh, internationally. Uh, So he's 26 years old. Raheem Sterling is, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, you have to think about players in this tournament. Raheem Sterling, by far, productivity-wise, is a top player at 26. Like, where, where do you see him? Like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how to describe him, like, because I'm not going to lie, I really hate Ream <laughs> I do. Like, I don't like him. Like, he runs awkward. He doesn't pass the fucking ball. But then, without me even looking, he's one of the goal-scoring leaders, and he has, like, a middle-to-bottom-end assist thing. Like, he has rate ratings and assists, and I would be like, oh, if there was someone else, I'd be like, oh, that's good. But it's because it's fucking... Raheem Sterling, you know, Raheem Shaquille Sterling, Shaquille O'Neal, Dinosaur Hand Sterling. <laughs> I feel like it's not the same. What do you think?
0: You're working hard to make that nickname stick. But I think part of it, too, is just his style of play. He gets in really deep on the on the outside before he sends a ball in, um, which is kind of an ode, I guess, to Pep's style of play. Like, basically, Man City is like... We're going to pass the ball into the net from three yards out after we work a defense to the bone. Um, So I feel like that's part of it too. Sometimes you don't get that ball in from the touchline. It doesn't make it all the way in. And that's just kind of his style of play. But I think Sterling has had a phenomenal tournament. I think he's a phenomenal player. He's been put under ridiculous scrutiny from the English media constantly throughout his career. And he's, he's punched back against them multiple times um he's a vocal player off the pitch and I I think the English media doesn't take kindly to that because it's the English media um so I think he's received some unfair scrutiny he's a great player um he's been criticized fairly for his lack of finishing ability in past tournaments and I I don't know I mean I'm happy for him he's had a really good tournament both finishing and just setting play up he's been pivotal in England's attack he's been I think unarguably their their best weapon um in the final third so i'm i'm happy for him i think he's been great uh seems like a good guy um if if that means anything so i'm happy to see him succeed especially after dealing with as much bullshit as he has on and off the pitch over the years um, between racism and your scrutiny and everything else so i'm personally happy for raheem sterling um I hope Italy beat him, but you know, happy for where he's come so far.
1: So, if I had to give you fifty dollars, would you bet Harry Kane is the Golden Boot winner? So right now he has four. With no Lukaku, of Forsberg, no Schick, and Ronaldo each have five. No, one one to equal two to surpass it. What do you think?
0: No, I'm I'm. My assumption is no, I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's improbable. Um I mean, well, let's switch
1: to the next topic. Right, I don't yeah. want to hear again. Yeah,
0: that's that <laughs> that's that. No, I I don't bet I don't bet on him uh winning it.
1: Really? Because I'm not going to lie, there's two things I will always always bet on and it is one Harry Kane will grab any ball within 20 yards of a box <laughs> or with excuse me, 20 yards of a goal, he will always grab the ball and take it. So if it's a free kick outside the eighteen, within two yards, he's taking it. He will. And if it is a PK, he's definitely taking it. He will. Because you don't even. That's all I'm saying.
0: I can I can see one of the two. I can't see him doing it twice. I could be proven wrong. Like I said, it's not impossible, but I don't think so it's likely against this Italian defense.
1: All I'm saying, all I'm saying, he will take the ball and he will go, just like Neymar of Brazil.
0: Yeah, no, he's gonna take his chances. Absolutely, absolutely, um, but I, I, I just don't see him putting two away against Italy. Their defense is too good. Their keeper's too good. Again, I could be oh, proven sorry. wrong. Sorry,
1: the, the the fucking dude wearing wearing a scarf and a bucket hat right now <laughs> talking to me.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm trying to hide my bias, but I mean, I, I just think that's the truth. Though, I mean, Italy's been great defensively. Again, I. It's possible. I just don't. If I had to bet on it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Harry Kane. Go,
1: what, are you gonna, what are you gonna say, Keegan? What do you want? I said two one England. What are you saying?
0: I thought you said two one Italy. Are you changing mid pod?
1: Well, yeah, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm officially an England fan right now. <laughs> two one England. I, I just went. No, oh, I won in Italy the entire time. I fucking won Italy, but after seeing your smug face and the this truth scarred.
0: comes out. The truth comes out. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I but could see shit. him. If if you were to bet me that he ties the five tally and he scores one, I would take that bet. But oh, no,
1: we're not talking about that. We're talking about just the game and the score in particular. I'm oh, thinking England particular. 2-1 and Harry Kane with two goals to get six. Wow. <laughs> to, go, to go up in the golden boot race. And then Jordan Pickford has a clean sheet and he wins golden glove. That would
0: be an Bam. unbelievable ending to the tournament. Um I don't know. We'll see.
1: You're not going to bet on that?
0: I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not going to throw money on that. I can see it ending. I I can see the scoreline ending 2-1 either way. Either England 2-1 or Italy 2-1 <laughs> okay. is, is kind of my prediction. Okay. But, okay.
1: You know what? Let's go to the Copa America. Let's hear these <laughs> predictions.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about England, Italy, though. Just not, not from a, a hairy... Kane-centric standpoint. Let's talk about... I think that this is going to be a really... I think this is going to be a really awesome matchup in the midfield. England, I am, assume, will stick with their two defensive mid-setup with uh, Calvin Phillips and Rice in the back and then Mount up front. Um, and then Italy, I would assume, will be Verratti, Giorgino, and Nicolo Barella. And I just want to point out... Barella and Mount. Barella won midfielder of the year in Serie A. Um, Young, super energetic, super talented midfielder. And then on the opposite side for England, you got Mason Mount, who's one of the best young midfielders in the Premier League. I just think this is going to be really fun to watch. Um, Just those two attacking mids on each side of the pitch. And then just the midfield matchup in general. Obviously, as I mentioned, England a little bit more defensive, but Verratti and Giorgino both typically sit pretty far back. Verratti will get up a little bit more and get into the action, but I just think that it it's a really, really interesting matchup, and I think that'll be a little bit of a chess match in the middle of the pitch there. Um, beyond, I mean, the rest of the roster as well. I mean, England's had a great defense. They've been one of the best defensive sides, um, the best defensive side in the tournament so far uh and then you know italy obviously has that tradition of playing defensively they've got the two veterans in the back uh bonucci and chiellini and then arguably the best young goalkeeper on the planet and gianluigi donnarumma so i don't know i mean it just through and through the matchups are really really tasty and i I just think it's going to be a great final so does anything stand out for you as far as matchups go
1: Kind of follow up with what you're saying, um, matchup wise. Uh, I think England looked tired at the end, uh, especially Rice and especially Phillips. Like, I don't know. Like, do you put? I don't know if Jordan Henderson is the the answer or even a Jack Graylish. I've been begging for Jack Greylish Like, put him on the pitch. Like, put him on that left side. Let's go to town. But you have to kind of cannibalize Saka who I love, Saka, like he, he's, he has his moments, but there's certain times he's great. Yeah. And the same thing with uh, Raheem Sterling. Like you kind of have to cannibalize one of the forwards, so I think you have to change up your whole system if you put Graylish on. Yeah. But Jordan Henderson, maybe not. Um, but with that all being said, I, I don't know. I think England, I really like Italy's midfielders. Uh, fuck i just said england 2-1 <laughs> so i'm kind of i keep going back and forth but italy has so much good talent and like they're just like england like like you go to their bench and they're subbing all these dudes who score like eight goals for Atlanta at right back position it's like oh who's that it's like Colombia. Colombia has like four good players and two of them play for Atlanta. It's like at their forward position. It's like, what is going on here? I have no idea. And so, I don't. I, honestly, I dude, I don't know. Like, I I, I would assume England can adjust, but Gareth Southgate's an asshole, so I don't. <laughs> <know>. Probably not. <laughs> I
0: mean, what he's got right now is working though. He's been bringing Greylish on around like the. What
1: is he? has working for him, dude. He's fucking subbing on. A-class talent. Like, oh, yeah, like, uh, he put on Jack Baelish in the 70th minute. That fucked <laughs> stuff up. Oh, yeah, it fucked stuff up because he put on one of the star talent at the 70th minute. Put that dude in the 4th <laughs> minute, and that guy is going to kill. He's going to eat. I agree. He's going to be just hamburger helper nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> nonstop.
0: No, I completely agree, but that's part of what... So I have no empathy for Southgate at all. But I think part of the thing with England is they have so much fucking talent on the bench that you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't with who you start. Because no matter what, you have world-class talent on the bench. And what I'm saying is, he's got them to the final. Or rather, they've got themselves to the final. And so, my assumption... No, no,
1: Harry Kane. Harry Kane.
0: (laughs) Excuse my ignorance here. Harry Kane's got him to the I, final, but I, but what they've done has worked so far, obviously. So I don't, I I would not assume, especially with Southgate being as conservative as he has been, I don't see them mixing things up going into the final. I would assume to see Graylish come on in the 60th, between the 60th and 70th, and then I would assume to see Henderson in the 80th, depending how things play out, obviously. I mean, if they're down a goal or two, they might not bring Hendo on, they might bring another winger on, a, a Foden or a saka just depending who starts or maybe we might even see a rashford appearance um i mean who knows but that's the thing is the little bit of empathy that i have for southgate which is very very little is that weirdly enough is that he has so much fucking talent that no matter who you put on the pitch you've got especially in the attacking third you've got two or three options behind that guy that somebody wants to see on the pitch yeah you know
1: so so, did you just answer my question? Is this like everyone's been sucking the Belgian? Like, oh, this is their their uh, golden window. Is this is this the same thing with England? No, is because this England's like, is this like their golden gate? Is this their biggest opportunity to win any tournaments? Like, is this the golden era of England soccer? Like, I would have to I... assume it would be right.
0: I think it's the start of it because with Belgium with Belgium most of those guys are at their peak or else coming like down from that peak whereas with England like Saka's 19 Grealish Grealish might be in his peak now Mount is still super young Kane yeah he's probably at his peak Declan Rice super young um their whole defense. is only the, like 27,
1: 28. Yeah, so but I mean, that's
0: hard. typically yeah. when a, a player hits their like stride. You know what I mean? Like As far as youth no, goes, you look at their you look at their youth system too. Their U21s, they got Curtis Jones coming up. They got Everecki coming up. I mean, they've got a ton of talent coming up. So I think that they need to capitalize on this. They've pushed through that semifinal curse. They haven't been able to get through a semifinal in a major tournament for like 50 years or some crazy shit. And so they finally got into a final. So I think this is the beginning of this golden era. And obviously, I mean, I assume Kane will be around for, you know, definitely another World Cup, probably another Euro, maybe another tournament after that. But, you know, Sterling's only 26. Like, Foden is young as fuck. I mean, they've got all of these players will be major hitters for the next eight years at least you would imagine unless something crazy happens to to one of them so i think it's the changing of a guard i think it's the initiation of a new era of a golden age but i don't think they can be compared to belgium because belgium is kind of seeing that window close whereas england is seeing that window open and they're in a final of a euro um huge things ahead for for the world cup i expect them to be just as competitive if not more competitive in the world Mm -hmm. cup so I think that window's opening for them, um, whereas with Belgium, it's shutting.
1: So what's up with the uh, Phil Foden wanting all of his teammates if they win the Euros to cut and dye their hair or bleach their hair blonde? Are you cool with that? Is that a
0: real thing, or are you just making this up? I hope you're making no, it up. No, that's a
1: real thing. Like I guess that's a bet. Like If they win, everyone is going to cut and bleach their hair blonde. Like that is a thing.
0: Why? Why is Phil Foden, Paul Pogba, and Neymar not on the same team?
1: <laughs>
0: it's no, is a, it's a been, better question. I
1: haven't been saying this for years, but I've been saying I just love people, and like Phil Foden's actually seems kind of cool. When I've been dogging on Phil Foden, like geeks will be the first one to say, "Toby, you love, you hate Phil Foden, you hate him."
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he's super cool. He's, like, what, 21 years old and just came off an unbelievable Premier League season. Skates on the pitch. I mean, he's... I, I still think the coolest person in... I can't say the coolest person but because there's a lot of really cool footballers, but Jack Grealish seems like one of the coolest guys in the world. I would love to just hang out with Jack Grealish.
1: Jack Grealish looks... Like a guy, I would want to go to the Y with, and like hang out in the sauna. Like I would just want to hang out, just chat shit, just like chat shit with Jack Graylish. Look at Jack, look at Jack in the fucking face and be like, "Bro, I'm about seven minutes past my prime. I got to get out of here." <laughs> but Jack Graylish would be like, "He's
0: not even sweating yet. He's not even yeah. sweating.
1: No problem." <laughs>
0: uh yeah jack Greilich just seems like a cool guy (laughs) just seems like a cool and that's the thing about that's the thing about both england and italy they're both very very lovable teams so no matter what happens of course of course i'm rooting for italy but no matter what happens i'm gonna be really happy with how the zeros turn out denmark made an amazing (laughs) run um england italy final at wembley at wembley how have we not even touched on that the atmosphere is gonna be fucking bananas like we're being spoiled right now with this. So
1: so so uh, today on ESPN they were like uh, with the Wembley Stadium max of sixty thousand people, and then like an hour later they were like, "Oh, we have a max capacity for Euro finals, sixty four thousand nine hundred <laughs> whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, you're four thousand nine hundred over <laughs> over your <laughs> limitations for COVID." And the guy who was announcing, who I forget who it was, but they are way better than Champion and T- Taylor Twellman, dude. Those yeah. guys for ESPN suck, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I hate them. But the other guys who we were listening to today, they were awesome. Spot on, yeah. and yes, very spot on, and very. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. They're just, they're just better announcers um but he was like yeah that's a lie it's more than 64,900 he's like there's a there's a lease and then he was like he was like yeah there's way more than that in this place (laughs) but with that being said it's awesome like it's awesome having fans there it just sucks that they are all giving each other the same disease that might kill hundreds of thousands of people so (laughs) Let's get on. Hey, speaking of that, let's get on to Copa. Like, bro,
0: there's- <laughs> speaking of COVID, are- Copa America, <laughs> sponsored by COVID-19. Um, yeah, Brazil beats Peru 1-0 on Monday night. Peruvians put up a fight, but a goal from Lucas Piqueta was enough to give Brazil the dub. Um, Peru had some really good chances in that match. But, you know, as we expected, Brazil are on to the final. Um, I know you watched Argentina versus Colombia. I actually missed that match. Just went through and watched some highlights. But I'll let you kind of cover that. It's going to be a Brazil versus Argentina final. Really awesome matchup. Looking forward to that Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Go ahead, Tobes. What you got on that?
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, Colombia has a bunch of forwards that are good. Um, They have guys from... Atlanta and Syria. They have one dude, I forget his name, but he plays for the Rangers. Like, so they have legit attacking talent. Oh, yeah. And then at the back line, they have Mina from uh, Everton. They have Davidson Sanchez from Tottenham. Peace out. Uh, they also have a few other good players. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, Argentina's Argentina for a reason. They're like Brazil. Like, you stick Argentina or Brazil in these Euros that we've been talking about, and they are legit. They are Italy. They're England. They're Spain. They're Brazil. like, Italy, or excuse me, Argentina and Brazil are top five teams, top ten teams in the world um Colombia in my opinion is a top 10 to top 15 team so they would be like above Czech Republic and all these other teams we've been te- we've been speaking about but uh the difference is is that they they go harder i don't know how to describe it like this tournament is bonkers uh they they go harder they tackle more um i want to say the Argentina-Columbia game had 11 yellow cards, um, and some of those tackles were like red card assessed, but they were not called that because it's South America. It's the Wild West with a lot higher humidity than normal. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, this tournament is going to be decided on Saturday. I want to say 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock Eastern time. Keegan, is that right?
0: 7 Eastern, yep.
1: Yep, seven Eastern, um, and it is going to be Brazil versus Argentina. And Argentina, like Brazil, so Brazil played Peru. Uh, Peru is good, but they are just, in my opinion, they are just a very good team, but they have no good talent on their team. Like they have no one to stand up above the talent to kind of will their team. Whereas Brazil, like, will choke you with their bench. Like, their bench is so freaking good. They have so many good talents. Um, and that's how Argentina was to Colombia. Like, Argentina has Messi, and that's all you really need in that situation. Um, so it was back and forth the entire game. Uh, and it come, coming up to uh, some PKs. <laughs> and uh, Messi ended up mocking everyone, like, Everyone was talking trash the entire time. Uh, Yenemina from uh, Everton ended up getting his shit mocked by Messi. And then Aston Villa, their goalie. I was trying to watch uh, Emiliano uh, Martinez. I'm like, dude, how do I know that guy? How do I know that guy? How do I go oh yeah he plays for aston villa like definitely the villain of everyone it's like jack graylish uh the dude from uh ireland or scotland who's really good John scotland
0: again yeah we
1: did yeah yeah it's like those two martinez like they're all like uh, <laughs> they're shit talking
0: like birmingham boys
1: yeah, Birmingham, yeah, they're all like Generation X from uh, wrestling, where they're just like X's across their dick, just telling you to suck it. That's how Emiliano Martinez was. Like, he legit was talking trash the entire time. Uh, And that's, that's about it, like, Columbia <laughs> has players, like, they have legit players, and... This dude like psychologically trashed him out, and uh, he saved a goal against Martinez and against uh, Mina, and that was that was it. Like he had two saves, he maybe had a third, or someone missed it, but it didn't matter. So uh, Argentina whooped Colombia to take it to Brazil, um, and Brazil against Peru was nothing. So those two were playing uh, what Saturday night. What? <laughs>
0: saturday 7 eastern 7 eastern so this past recap unbelievable form hit right here toby this right here is why it's called the bruise and belters podcast unbelievable great stuff tobes i love it (laughs) that is our that is our long-winded Right, Recap guys. of the Copa America, which is super fitting because this tournament, as Toby said, is just fucking. wild. it's the wild west.
1: It's, it's so good. It's, it's the, like the
0: wild west. It, it,
1: it, it's better than the Euros, in my opinion. No, it better than the Euros. yeah,
0: it might it might oh, be dude. as as far as action goes. I think so. I mean, these they have no fear. Broken ankles? <laughs> yeah, they have. There's no fear in Copa, whereas in in Euro there is some there is some. You know, fear, there's some hesitancy, and Copa America is just truly guns blazing. It's It's been pretty amazing to watch, and I'm actually regretting that I've watched less of it than I would like to, because it's on fucking weeknights, man.
1: Keegan, who do you, who do you want? Argentina or Brazil? Let's oh. say right now, let's get it out there, let's bet on it. Everyone who wants a bet, we don't have a gambling sponsor, but we will bet on whoever. Um, I am betting on England over Italy. Right now, I was not going to. uh, Keegan's definitely Italy over England. I'm going 2-1. I think Keegan's going the other way. But Keegan, who do you have for this?
0: I'll go go 2-1 Italy and we can put uh, a friendly 25 on that. Virtual handshake. Virtual handshake. Everyone, every listener has, has witnessed that. And then Copa, I don't love either of these teams i don't hate either of these teams i'm pretty lukewarm on both of them obviously both are chock full of talent but i'm gonna go argentina who i don't trust that but i'm gonna go argentina just just to spice things up i'm gonna go argentina 3-2 no i'm gonna go argentina 2-1 what yeah
1: argentina 2-1 okay so i'm going brazil and uh, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Three to one.
0: All right. All right. I like that. Three
1: one Brazil, and we're going 2-1 England.
0: All right. I like fuck that. Fuck
1: you, Italy, and fuck you, Argentina.
0: Wow. All right.
1: Oh, wow. geeks. There do, you, is have that, it. Do you have Is that baby blue or dark blue
0: on you? This is azuri blue, baby. This is azuri <laughs> blue. Let's go. All right, folks. I don't know. I don't have any... Um, Cheers, booze, or belters. I mean, if I had to choose a belter, I would, need choose, this week. I would choose KS. beautiful goal. But uh, we're right at an hour anyway, or a, a little bit shy of an hour. So I think that's everything, unless you got some closing comments, Tobes.
1: Thank you. Uh, Keegan is going to lose the bet. I already took it. 3-2 uh, two, and 2-1. Two, okay.
0: And that's that, folks. Cheers.